Well, good evening. I want to first say how thankful I am to be able to stand before my church family and speak and teach the Word of God. How grateful I am for that. Now tonight, the title of my sermon is The Salvation of Your Souls. The Salvation of Your Souls. And I want to begin by asking, are you now or have you ever struggled, grieved, been frustrated, maybe angry, disappointed, discouraged in your life? And have you struggled to find any amount of joy in the midst of these life storms that bring these feelings upon you? Well, brothers and sisters, I'll tell you, indeed, I definitely have. And I know that we all have. Well, this evening, if you will, please turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. We're going to continue to hear from Peter tonight and how he encouraged his Gentile brothers and sisters in Rome while under persecution from Emperor Nero's lie to the Roman people on why, the, why Rome burned. But before I go any further... Let me lead us in a word of prayer. Lord, we come to you asking that you would expose your scripture to our hearts. We pray that in all the areas of our life where we may be dealing with persecution or some type of testing of our faith, that we would leave here tonight having been reminded and encouraged by your inerrant word and your great mercy in which you have caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, and kept in heaven for us. Lord, I pray that our hearts and our minds are prepared to receive your word as we, receive, as we read from 1 Peter tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and you rejoice with a joy 
that's inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. I have two points for you tonight. That is, the faith unseen, the faith unseen, And what is the fruit of this faith? What is the fruit of this faith? Now when we begin looking at verse 8, Peter continues to say, he says it twice, though you have not seen him. Then again he says, though you do not see him now. You haven't seen him, and you don't see him now. He's speaking a language that we also see in Hebrews. Now, the writer in Hebrews, we do not know who it might have been, but when we look at Hebrews chapter 11, and we go to verses 24 through 27, we will see the same, some of the same wording. But I'm going to read in verse 24, and then we'll see this in verse 27. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured by seeing him who is invisible. Peter's trying to speak to these Gentiles and he's encouraging them and he's saying, listen, you will endure By faith in him who is invisible. He is describing their own faith to them. Now we're going to go to John chapter 20, verses 27 and 29. You don't have to turn there if you would like not like to. But he says this. John says... Or then he said to Thomas, Christ says, put your finger here and see my hands. And put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him and said, 
My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? And then he says it. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Peter is pointing back and he is making the same point that the writer of Hebrews speaks of. He's making the same point from what John recorded in the conversation between Christ and Thomas. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. This is the same faith that the writer of Hebrews speaks of Moses. And it is by this faith that Moses was blessed. It is by this same faith that Jesus described that he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. It is by the same faith that the Israelites crossed the Red Sea on dry land and were blessed and preserved. It was by this same faith that Joshua and the Israelites walked around the walls of Jericho and fell, and they fell and were blessed. It was by this same faith that Rahab did not perish. This is all the same faith that Peter is trying to encourage these Gentile brothers and sisters in Rome who are in the midst of persecution. And so, my dear beloved, it is the same faith that Peter, while it is the same faith that Peter is encouraging these Gentile brothers and sisters so that they may endure it is also that we too can not only endure persecution, pain, and suffering, but also live rejoicing with a joy that is inexpressible. God, he will receive glory, honor, and praise as you and I, as we endure life's greatest storms by this very same faith that Peter is pointing to. It is by the very same faith. A faith that is in him and a love that is for him whom we have not yet seen. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, what is the fruit of this faith? What is the fruit of this faith? that Peter is pointing them to. He says, though you have not seen him, 
you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and you rejoice with a joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. And then he says it. Obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Peter is saying the very same thing that Paul wrote in Romans 6, verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, he says it right here, Paul says, the fruit you get leads to what? Sanctification. And its end is eternal life. Peter is telling them how to endure by saying, look ahead. Look ahead to your salvation, to the fruit of your salvation. That is salvation, the fruit of your faith, which is salvation, which is eternal life. Look ahead. See, Peter in verse he says to be revealed in the last time Peter is talking also about a faith a faith that endures is not a faith that you and I can just decide on our own to have because a faith that you and I choose to have on our own, by our own knowledge, by our own understanding, that faith, when tested by fire, will be consumed. However, what is this kind of faith? How do we obtain this kind of faith? Well, first of all, Paul says in Romans 10, 17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. My friends, our faith is a gift. A gift is not something that we can decide to take and have for ourselves. It must be given. And he has chosen, as Peter says in verse 3, going back to when our brother Greg Wooten spoke. Peter says, according to his great mercy, he has what? He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He has caused us. Now when we look at Romans chapter 8, and we look at verses 28 and 29, and how Paul speaks of this, he says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. 
for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to his image. My dear brothers and sisters, as we go through times of storms, troubles, pain, suffering, times of persecution, though we're not facing in our lives today what these Gentiles were facing, these Christian Gentiles in Rome, as we do face suffering, when we stand or when we're, when we're going through life and we're trying to figure out how to have peace, how to have joy when we've been hurt, when we've been discouraged. When you wake up in the morning and you get dressed to go to a job you don't want to go to because you work for someone who treats you and acts ungodly, when you work with people who are ungodly and mistreat you and have no conviction of how to live for Christ, they're unregenerate. When you have rights taken away or when you have family that may hurt you and my dear brothers and sisters I'm going to tell you we're going to get hurt you're going to have family who hurts you they're going to break your heart you're going to have people in your jobs who are going to break your heart you're going to have times where you're wondering where am I going to get my next paycheck. We've all been through times like that. And there's much more that I could describe. But Peter, as Peter was speaking to these Christians, he's pointing to them and he's telling them, look to the future. Look to the fruit of your faith. What is the outcome of what you're going through? The outcome of your faith is the salvation of your souls. And what brings me great joy in the midst of knowing that I have this faith is that I didn't choose on my own. He chose me. He predestined me. He foreknew that I was his. Praise be to God. And if that doesn't bring joy to you, when you are inconvenienced, because there's times where we, we can confuse inconvenience for being persecuted for our faith. But whether you're being persecuted for your faith or being inconvenienced because we live in a sinful, broken world, our answer, the answer is still the same. 
Look forward, look ahead to the fruits of your faith, the salvation of your souls. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let me pray for us. Father, I pray that tonight that as we looked at your word, as we heard from Peter and the faith that he describes, God, I pray that we exercise this faith in all areas of our life. I pray that throughout this week that you are glorified and how we live. And I pray that no matter what we're going through, that we will look to have a joy that's inexpressible. And I know that we do. That we will look to the faith that we have and the outcome of that faith is salvation. And Lord, how thankful, how grateful we are for what you've called us, what you've chosen us to be, your children. It's in your name we pray. Amen.